0: Tain set out from the city and began to explore the mountains around him. He is on this quest to find this deep, dark forest a fair distance away. And as he is traveling there, he is wandering through these mountains and he discovers these ruins that he is... Exploring. He finds in those ruins a tower that looks like the tower from his dream, and he is able to discover a small symbol, a a signet, with these inlaid markings that match that tower from his dreams. And it it points him in a direction and, and maybe gives him a clue that this tower may be part of some ancient civilization here in the Colossal. As he left those ruins, he found a massive rook bursting with electrical power. He fought it and defeated it, and in so doing, gained a new rookling follower, a small spider that he has since named Spark. Continuing his exploration for that day, he discovered the mountains descended down to a sea and he found a cave entrance, but he chose not to explore it as he is focused on trying to find this forest and take care of this rook that is threatening the farmland close to that forest. So he spent the night by this sea and on day four he found this land shark that came up from the water and was moving around on the shore he killed it for meat and for its pelt or blubber for whatever he might get off of this creature while he was gathering these pieces from this creature Another adventurer approached him and attacked without words. They fought, and Tane was able to defeat this adventurer and took from him a sword and some rook armor. Continuing on his journey, he found a mechanism that opened a hidden mountain path where he met someone else who claimed to be looking for their lost rookling. Though Tane got a bad feeling off of this individual. And instead of helping him search for his lost rookling, simply stared the man down. And this man who could see that even though Tane is young, he has seen so much in the last few days. That this... This huckster, this person who was trying to steal a rookling from Tane, decided that it wasn't worth the trouble and moved on. As Tane proceeded through towards the end of that day, he came across another massive rook. This time, one that shook the ground as it approached. Again, Tane fought it and won thereby gaining another helm for his collection. He took his time to rest that evening, oh so tired after only four days out from the village, two days into his journey to this forest. As he falls asleep that night, he wonders, what could be next. What wonders and horrors might he discover tomorrow in The Colossal? Welcome back to Errant Adventures. As always, I'm your game master and solo player, Steve Morrison. Today, we're continuing our exploration of the Roomlands as Tain comes face to face with the Rook he's seeking on behalf of the Hunters Guild. I'm continuing to use background music from tabletop audio throughout the whole episode, so check them out for all your ambient sounds and music needs. I hope you enjoy this continued foray into Colossal with Episode 3, Rumble in the Jungle. In the morning of Day 5, Tain wakes up and gathers his things. He looks at Bailey and Spark and says, Come on, we better get moving. And they start walking. And it is time to draw our cards for our exploration phase. So I took a little bit of damage to my exploration score. So I'm down to four. In exploration, which means I'm only going to draw four cards for this particular exploration phase. My combat score is still at five, which is very good in case we come across some other creatures. And uh, let's go ahead and draw our cards and see what our exploration is like for today. First card is a five of clubs. Second card is a ten of hearts. We've got a jack of hearts, and an ace of clubs. So like I did last episode, I'm going to read off what each of these things are, and I'm going to arrange them in the pattern that I want to experience them. So the five of clubs is yet another mechanism. This one is damaged. So I might need to repair it. I think he will probably pass this one by rather than trying to repair it. Because once again, he is focused on reaching this forest. So I'm gonna set that first, I think. Then I'm gonna look at the 10 of hearts, which is going to be another camp. So we can say that that comes next. And then we've got the jack of hearts, which is going to be you discover an item okay so then we've also got the ace of clubs which is a large treasure and because it's a club there's evidence of attempted raids so i think i'm gonna do it like this it's gonna be the five of clubs first this great mechanism then the jack of hearts then I'm going to do the Ace of Clubs and finish off with the Ten of Hearts. So Tain makes his way up into this mountain, past where he fought the massive rook at the end of the day yesterday, and he continues his way forward, and once again he finds in the mountain a great wheel, But this wheel looks as though some of the gears have fallen off and are shattered on the ground. And and it looks like with time, he could perhaps put it back together. And he is looking around, and I think he sees in the distance another one of those ruins, like what he came across two days previous. And he is going to consider going and finding the tools to repair this mechanism but i think he's worried that it's going to take too long to do so so he is instead going to root around and see if there's anything in and amongst the broken and shattered pieces of this mechanism that might be useful to him and so this is going to be where we're going to draw An item from the item table to discover what we find with our jack of hearts. So, my item is going to be a seven. A tame animal. Interesting. Okay. So, I think he is going around and looking through the ruins of this place, and I think... As he's doing so, I think maybe he notices where some of the mechanisms have collapsed that there's a body. And the collapse looks like recent. He hurries over... And looks at the body and he starts pulling away some of the the metal and stone that has fallen in this space off of this great wheel. And he finds another adventurer in there who is crushed by this collapsing mechanism. And as he pulls these pieces out, I think he hears a like a chirping a uh like whistling sound and pulls away some of this stonework and sees within a falcon that is it looks like it's bound to the dead adventurer by a cord and the way that the stone and everything fell, it landed in such a way that the bird remained safe even though its owner did not so Tane sees this and kind of reaches out a hand and says hello don't be afraid I'll get you out of there and is going to move some of these pieces out of the way I think Bailey is there helping Spark is kind of dancing around not really sure what to do and Tane is able to pull out this falcon And uh, I'm gonna add a tame falcon to my inventory. I think he pulls off the like falconer's glove and everything off of the dead adventurer. And then they're going to proceed on their way. So our ace of clubs comes next. A large treasure, maybe a chest or a valuable golden object perched atop an altar. Whatever it is, it fills you with hope for your adventure. Add one point to either your exploration or combat scores and come up with an item for your inventory. So I think at this point, he has been exploring for a a while. He's been walking for a while. And I think he actually sees that he's coming to another archway that leads into a different room. I think that other room is where he's going to find this forest. And as he's approaching it, he sees that there's a an alcove cut into the wall. Uh, Like Maybe even as he's passing through the arch, there's this alcove cut into the stone. And there's a small altar there. And I think there is a chest... And as he approaches it, he sees that there are a number of markings on the chest, as if somebody has tried to hack away at it with an axe or some other weapon. And Tane, seeing that, is going to look around. I don't think he sees any danger immediately. And he is going to then call on Spark. And I think Spark scuttles up to the chest and onto the lock and is going to wrap its body around the lock. And then uh, electricity begins to shock and shock and shock. And it burns through the metal on this lock eventually. And it falls apart. And then Spark bounces back and kind of, Dances back and forth as Tane nods and says, Good job, Spark. Good job. And he is going to open the chest, and I'm going to add a point to my exploration score because my combat score is full, and come up with an item for your inventory. I think it's a small gear. I think it's a small gear that looks like some of these mechanisms that he has come across. And it it doesn't look like the sort of thing that would replace or fix the one that fell that he just explored, but it looks like it could be used to either slot into one of those mechanisms or be a sort of key for a smaller mechanism. So I think I'm just going to add a small gear into my inventory and our final card for the day is a ten of hearts it's a camp of people at least they look like people they walk on two legs and carry tools and two arms but they're not human who are they what do they want so I think he emerges through the archway and enters this new room. And it's, it's still mountainous on this side of the archway. But he can see out over this part of the room lands. And he can see that it descends down into more like grassland and sees a forest probably about a day's journey away. And as he's looking out at that, he sees a little bit further down this mountainside a camp, and he starts to approach it. But I think over the last few days, he's grown more and more wary of people out here in the room lands. So far, the, the people that he's met on the actual roads, other than his friend who he met way back when, Amer. Everyone else has been either openly hostile to him or, if not openly hostile, then not helpful. So he crouches down and sneaks forward to observe this camp, and I think that they look much narrower and sort of reedy-thin compared to humans and their features are very sharp and defined and I think as he's looking down there he sees that there is some markings that they have around their camp that looks like some of those etchings that he saw in that ruin a couple days ago and I think He is wondering if he should try to talk to them or if he should pass this by. And I think I'm going to leave it up to the cards. So I'm going to draw a card. On a red card, he is going to go and talk to them. On a black card, he is going to avoid them. It's a four of clubs, so it is a black card. So he decides against trying to approach this camp as he he doesn't know whether or not he could trust whoever these people are, whatever they are. Considering he can barely trust his own kind, how could he trust creatures that he's never seen before? maybe even hasn't heard stories about before so i think he's going to decide to circumvent this part of the path and is going to actually physically climb his way down part of the mountain to get around it and then continue on into the rest of this room And that is going to be where he ends day five, as he finds a place to rest close to the base of this mountain, and he's going to sleep and wake up on day six to continue his exploration and hopefully at the end of this day discover that dark forest that he's looking for. So we are going to keep that in mind as we go through today's exploration because the quest called for four days of travel. So I think since this is the fourth exploration phase, this will be, at the end of the day, he'll reach the forest. So our cards are an eight of hearts a six of clubs, an ace of hearts, a queen of hearts, and a king of diamonds. All right. So our eight of hearts is going to be a small settlement, maybe a farming village. Perfect. So that is going to go at the end of the day because that is going to be the farming village that he is hoping to protect by completing this quest. We also have a king of diamonds, which is a massive rook. And I'm just gonna go ahead and say that that is a perfect fit for the rook that we are hunting. So I'm going to place the village first. I'm gonna put the rook at the end because I think he'll reach the village Be able to talk with the headman there and then head out towards the forest where he encounters the rook. So we also have a queen of hearts, which is going to be another rook. So I think that might come up sooner rather than later. The six of clubs is a trap. And then we have our ace of hearts which is a stranger in unusual robes with a castle symbol on them. Perfect. So that's going to come up first. I'm going to do the trap. And I think it's possible that the rook actually got caught in the trap as well. So I'm going to pair those together as well. So as day six begins, we find this Stranger in unusual robes, with a castle symbol on them. Perhaps he has clues about the nature of the colossal, but these strangers are often unwilling to even be found, let alone be spoken to. You've heard tell of them before, a cult maybe? People don't talk about them kindly, strangers with strange practices, but they definitely know something. If you fight them, create a human opponent in your combat phase. So this one is unarmed, and I'm actually going to say that this stranger in unusual robes with a castle symbol on them is one of those alien people from that camp that Tane saw the night before. He is going to see this person walking along the road, and I think the person actually sees him first... Because I think at this point, Tain is probably trying to avoid most interactions with people on the road. But in this case, he's unable to avoid it. And I think the figure waves to him and approaches. Tain, seeing this tall, again, reed thin figure dressed in these robes and these very, like, angular features, this melodious voice says, Hello, stranger. And Tane tenses up a little bit and says, Who are you? What do you want? And the figure says, I am, and... The thing that comes out of their mouth next is not a word. It's more like an emotion. Tane feels a sense of... Sorrow and heaviness that he has not felt in his life. But there's this strange mixture with that sorrow of a hopefulness for a dawn. It's it's that feeling when you stay awake all night and you are having a hard time keeping your eyes open and those first crests of dawn come and you get those first rays of light touching your face and helping to keep you awake. That's what he feels when he hears this creature speak its name, maybe? And... Tain sort of, I think, relaxes at that a little bit. How could a creature like this with such an emotional name, with such an emotional experience in the meeting, hold him any ill will? And I think they stop and they talk for a few moments... And the, the stranger asks Tain what he's doing, and I think Tain, really against his nature, tells him. He knew Amer, and when he told Amer what he was doing, that was purposeful. He knew him. He knew Cinna, didn't really know that she was also after the tower like he was, and that she would lead him astray but they were people that he knew. Everyone else he's been careful about talking to, only at the Hunter's Guild, asking about the tower, not really saying why he's looking for this tower, but just asking after the tower. He doesn't feel that same reluctance here, and he talks with this stranger about the tower and his dreams and the visions that he has. And I think they spend a few moments speaking about the tower and the stranger gives him some advice about seeking the tower. But I think that once it's over and Tane is walking along the road and he looks back and he sees the figure in those robes disappearing around a bend in the mountainside, he suddenly realizes that he feels like what they talked about was important, but he can't quite remember the content of what they talked about. And he continues on his way, somewhat uneasy at the thought that he has forgotten something incredibly important. And I think because of that distraction, because he's trying so hard to recall what he said to that stranger and what, more importantly, that stranger said to him, he comes across this blockage in the road where it seems like stones have fallen across the road and he wanders off the path, taking a little detour around. And as he's... Walking and thinking on these things, he misses this modeling in the earth underneath his feet. And he steps directly into a trap and falls into it. And I think as he falls into it, he bounces off the roof of a rook, which begins to move as he falls on top of it. I think there's a moment where his escape from this trap is by regaining his footing and leaping out of the trap off of the rook's roof. And I think to represent that, we are going to draw a card. And I think if it's a red card... He is going to have the the strength and the vitality to regain his footing and leap up and climb up out of this pit. If it's a black card, he's going to fall through the roof of the rook and then have to fight it. And it is an 8 of clubs, so he is going to have to fight this medium-sized rook. So let's go ahead and create our opponent. So we are going to draw a card and it is a three of diamonds. So this is an ice rook and it is built for attack. So it's an ice rook that's built for attack and I've got a five of diamonds which is going to be ranged and Tane would get a weapon out of it if he defeats it. So that's the reward. So he falls through the roof and almost immediately there is this whirring as all of these arms extend out of the interior walls of this rook and these arms bring together these mechanical bows which draw back and take a bead on him and we are going to engage in combat. So I'm going to draw five cards because I have a combat score of five. So I got a seven of spades, queen of clubs, a nine of spades, a king of spades and a king of hearts. That is an awesome spread for me to draw from in this battle. And we're going to start with our first of three cards for this Medium Rook. So the first card is going to be an 8 of Diamonds. So an 8 of Diamonds, a diamond is a creative attack, so these arrows are flying around the room and they're bouncing off the walls and coming at Tain from an unpredictable direction each time. And I'm going to counteract that Eight of Diamonds with my Nine of Spades, which is an unarmed attack. And for the unarmed attack, I am going to use Spark. So Spark jumps up on Tane's shoulder and begins firing off these bolts of electricity that are burning up these arrows as they're coming in and essentially is working as a point defense system on a ship. Uh, So it's firing and destroying the missiles before they can reach him. And we're going to draw our second card of the combat. It's a 10 of spades this time. So once again, these arrows are flying in at, at him. Tain settles himself and is going to make his move he's going to dive forward and I think there's a small opening in the center of the room that descends down to where the heart is and because this is an ice rook he is able to slide across the surface of the floor and he drops down through that opening and as he does so he's going to come down directly on top of this heart. As he drops down, he just punches down and breaks the casing on the heart of this rook. And ice begins to crack and melt and begin to flow outward as he shatters it with his fist in an unarmed attack as I use my king of spades to counteract the 10 of spades. That's a critical hit which reduces the opponent's attack by one. Normally medium rooks have three attacks. That was the second of three attacks, which means there are no more attacks for this rook and Tane has defeated it. So he hits the ground, ice and water is flowing out around him. And I think he gets a bow out of this, this weapon that he gets as a reward. And he is full up on his exploration and combat score, so he can't gain any more of that. But he also did not take any wounds during that fight, so he doesn't have to worry about that. Unfortunately, I have to discard the queen and the king from the rest of my combat spread, which means I'm not going to have those when I come up against that massive rook at the end of this day. So. Tain is able to destroy this medium rook and he comes out of it with this bow that he has salvaged and a quiver full of arrows. And I think what he's able to do then is tie a rope to the one of the arrows and fire it up and anchor it into the earth so that he can climb his way out. And he escapes that trap. So he continues his way forward and he finds this village. He has been walking now for a better part of the day. It's it's starting to come towards evening. And as he approaches it, he sees a farming village. The buildings are all made of wood and skins like most small settlements. It is safe, and I get to draw an item card to see what can be found there. So I'm going to go to my item table here, and I drew a three of hearts, which is I find knowledge. Interesting. So I think as he approaches, the headman emerges from the village and waves. And uh, gives Tane an appraising look and says... Are you the one they sent to deal with a rook problem? And Tane, leaning on his iron staff, again, with a sword on his hip and a bow now over his back and these rook helms hanging from his belt, he nods and says, I am. Good, good, come, come, rest, and uh, please, I, we will show you. And he points out across the farmland where Tane can see the earth has been churned up by these massive wheels and the item he receives here is knowledge and I think I'm just going to make a note of that so that we don't have to define what that knowledge is right now because I think we can use that knowledge as a solution for a future problem or a way to advance his search for the tower. So, Tane, you know, looks out over this farmland. He sees this disruption out there. And I think the headman says, please, come come and rest and, and recover. And Tane just looks at him and says, thank you for your hospitality, but I've come to do a job. I'm going to go find this rook, and I'm going to destroy it. And then he turns... And makes his way out. Out towards that farmland and beyond where he can see that dark forest. As he is walking, the light is beginning to die. The sun has descended and it's growing darker and darker. And as he's walking, he hears this rumble as these great wheels are churning away as this massive rook emerges from the forest. Now let's learn a little bit about this rook. So I'm going to draw a card. It is a four of hearts. So once again, built for attack. And I love it when this stuff happens. It has rumble magic. So the Wheels, those great wheels that are churning up the farmland are literally causing the ground to shake as it approaches. And then we're going to draw King of Clubs for weapon and reward. So King is melee and clubs is an arm, which is not something I've gotten yet. So this great wheeled, Beast is charging forward. It's walls thick and very clearly, strongly built. The front of it is built like a battering ram as the walls come together into a point. And it's rolling along with these massive spikes coming out of the wheels. And there are pieces of stone jutting out from the walls that would crush and break a person if you were crushed against them. And as they are rolling forward, Tain sets himself for this fight once again I have a combat score of 5 so I'm going to draw 5 cards and that's going to be my pool and then since it's a massive rook I'm going to fight against 5 cards so here we go 6 of diamonds a 2 of diamonds an ace of spades a 2 of clubs and a 7 of hearts That is a terrible, terrible spread for me. Almost all low cards. I can only hope that I have only low cards left in the rest of the deck. So as Tane faces off against this massive rook, he can feel the exhaustion in his body as he is looking up at it, but he clenches his teeth, He is going to focus on it and ready himself for the onslaught. Our first card is a jack of spades. Well, there's not much he can do against the jack of spades. So he faces off against this thing. As it comes rumbling in, he calls to Bailey to charge up, and I'm going to cast my ace of spades at it here because it doesn't really matter. Bailey charges forward and leaps up to attack it and those outcroppings on the walls catch Bailey and Bailey goes flying off to the side and careens into the earth and is twitching a little bit as if stunned Tain, seeing this in horror, looks back at the village and can see people gathered on the walls of the village watching. And then he turns back and grits his teeth. He sends the falcon up into the sky. He calls on Spark to get ready. And we're going to draw another card. This one is a four of spades. I'm going to counter that with my six of diamonds. A diamond is a creative attack. So Tane is waiting and waiting as this massive rook is careening towards him, ready to grind his bones under the wheels of this massive structure. And he is going to take a breath and is going to pull up the helm from the ice rook that he defeated. He's going to put it on his head and he is going to create with it a sheet, a plane of ice out in front of him and then he's going to dive to the side as the thing hits the ice and slides across it. It's mostly able to regain its footing on that ice but it slides past for a moment and Tain is able to send spark up onto its body as Tain follows it by vaulting up with his iron staff and he begins to climb the outer wall of this massive rook our next card our third card is a nine of hearts. I have nothing to uh, counteract the nine of hearts, so I'm going to use my two of diamonds, and he is attempting to break his way into this with his iron staff as he's hanging on to the outside, and the thing is rolling on and then it emits this wave of thunderous energy that blows Tane off of the wall and he falls back and he hits against the earth, which is soft from the, the churned up dirt, but he still takes this impact and he struggles to his feet as... It's now two to one in the rook's favor. We've got two cards left. Both of these have to be victories in order for Tain to win the day. Our fourth card is an ace of diamonds. With this ace of diamonds I'm going to counteract it with my two of clubs. Clubs is a weapon attack. So as Tane hits the ground he groans and then he climbs his way back up with the staff he sees the rook rolling away and trying to escape and he is focused on it he starts to run as hard as he can and he leaps up and he stabs the iron staff through the stone masonry and is able to catch back onto it we have one card remaining One card left in this fight. This card will determine whether Tain is victorious over this rook or whether he is ground into the earth in defeat. All I have left is a seven of hearts. Here's the final card. The rook, grinding along on its wheels, is once again releasing this thunder against him trying to cast him off Tain holding on for dear life pries with his staff into this masonry and begins to chip away at it he scrabbles at the masonry and stone and is pulling it away and he creates this small hole and through that small hole Spark scuttles into the interior of this rook. And as it's rolling along, trying, trying to shake Tane off, Spark finds its way to the heart of this rook and destroys it with a burst of electricity. As I drew a six of hearts which my Seven of Hearts just barely defeats. The Rook comes to a shuddering halt as it dies. Tain falls back off, pulling the staff out and dropping back to the ground, this time not on his back, but he falls down and lands into a crouch. He looks up at it as this massive wheeled rook has come to a halt and shows no sign of moving. In the distance, Tane can hear the cheers across the air as the villagers celebrate his victory Because he was victorious, he is going to gain an arm from this Rumble Rook and he would be able to increase his exploration or combat score. But because I am full on both of those tracks, I Do not gain that. However, at the end of the combat, I'm going to take two wounds. So I am going to actually take both of those out of my exploration score. So that's going to take my exploration score back down to three. As Tane has defeated the rook that he was sent out here by the Hunter's Guild to defeat. He hurries across the field and finds Bailey writing itself and sort of twisting. There's a massive gouge in its stonework. But as Tane approaches, it sees him and gets up onto its four legs and then sort of shakes itself out like a dog would and then trots over to him. Tane rests a hand on his first rookling's shoulder and says, "I'm, I'm so glad you're okay. I don't know what I would have done. The rookling just kind of nudges against his hand and then together... Along with Spark, they begin to explore this massive rook. And it's in the course of that that Tane pulls out this armature, which he looks at and says, This could be useful to me. Get an extra weapon out of this. And he is going to sling it across his back um, because I don't know if he can attach that on his own. He's going to emerge from this massive wheeled rookling. He's going to make his way over to the village and they are still in celebration. He is going to be welcomed in with a feast and with celebrations aplenty And Tain, although grateful for this outpouring of excitement, he just asks for a bed and a place to sleep, which he is promptly given. And he falls into bed and he can still hear the sounds of celebration going on outside. And as he falls asleep, I think he has a moment of peace that the difficulties that he's faced making it to this place have been worth it. And that he knows that even though he will face more difficulties, that he hasn't reached his destination yet. He still has to make it back to the city in order to turn in his quest and try to get information from the guild about this tower and about where it might be. Even so, he can hear the celebration and the joy in the voices of the villagers outside and it takes him back to his village. It, it makes him think about his childhood, his youth, growing up in his own farming village that has just recently been beset by rooks and that he is searching for this tower so that he can find something, a weapon or, or knowledge or, or whatever it is that he can find something that will help him do for his village what he has been able to do for this village. And in that knowledge, he falls asleep. And I think for the first time since he left the city, he sleeps soundly. And that ends day six in Colossal. Thanks for listening to Errant Adventures. If you enjoyed the show, please tell anyone and everyone in your life about it. And if you haven't already, please rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app. It really does help others find me. If you want to interact with me, my handle on Instagram and Twitter is at errantsolopod, or you can email me at errantsolopod at gmail.com. I also post short fiction and campaign-related materials on my website, errantadventurespod.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time.